Well, I send you greetings from Pastor Jim. He is actually in Houston this weekend preaching at a church there. And my husband, Pastor John, is preaching in our Spanish service this morning. So I'm honored to be up here this weekend. And so I just want to ask, thank you. So my, I wonder, have you ever felt like you were out of step in life? Maybe it was your career path, your future. The place where you were at was not where you thought you were going to end up. Maybe you had a dream in your heart or a goal that you wanted to accomplish, but somewhere along the way, your life took a detour. Or maybe it's your spiritual walk with God. It feels out of step. You used to be close to God. You used to come to church regularly. You used to serve. You used to worship God, but now you find yourself feeling empty, dry, aimless. Or maybe you would say, and you find yourself saying, I just feel out of sync, out of rhythm. My life, my walk, it just feels out of step. Parents, when your kids are first learning how to walk, we pay really close attention to their pace and the stride of their steps. And so when they're first learning to walk, we hold their hands and we adjust and we make sure they stay in step with us. In the same way, God wants us to be in step with him. God wants us to walk in step and in relationship with him. And you might feel out of sync, but today I want you to know there's hope. You can get back on rhythm. You can get back on track. You can advance and you can get back in alignment. That detour that you're on, God can set it right again and you can begin to walk in step. And so that's what I want to share with you today is how to walk in step. And so I invite you to open up your Westover app, open up your Bible. We're going to be in Galatians 5, and we're just going to be looking at a few verses there. But let me just set the context of what's happening in this book of the Bible. See, Galatians is written by the Apostle Paul. He's an early follower of Jesus, and he's writing this as a letter to the church community in a town called Galatia. And so he's beginning to write to these early young believers about how to live a godly life. What does a godly life look like? And he's talking about how a godly life is really about relationship. It's not about the do's and the don'ts and following all of these rules. It's about living in a relationship with Jesus and following after and living a spirit-filled life. And so we find in Galatians 5, he talks about how if you have a godly life, if you're following after Jesus, then you should have these outward expressions and these evidence and these outcomes in your life. And he calls them the fruit of the spirit. And just a few verses before what we're going to read here, he actually lists the fruit of the spirit out. And he says, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He says, all of these things are going to show up in our life if we're following after Jesus. And right after he lists those, this is what he says in Galatians 24 and 25. He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so what Paul is telling them is when you have these things in your life, they're only going to show up when you're walking in step with the Spirit, when you're walking in relationship with God. And so for just a few moments, I want to share with you how we can walk in step. How can we walk in step? The first is that we have to walk in relationship with Jesus. We have to walk in relationship with Jesus. As it, it says in verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus. In order to walk with God, we first have to start with Jesus. 
Everything starts in a relationship with Jesus. He is our first step. Accepting Jesus into our life, asking him to lead our life is the first step we take in our walk with the Lord. It all starts when we invite Jesus into our life. But I think many times we can get stuck at this first step. We ask Jesus to come in. We ask him to lead our life. We want to be close. We want to live a godly life, but we're not really sure what's the next step that we should take. We feel stuck. And this is what Paul begins to write about. And he's telling them, and he's inviting this community to really step into an idea of surrendered living. Surrendered living. He's inviting them to take that next step. And what surrendered living is, is really about when you begin to desire the things of God. You desire the things of God. We desire his presence, his, his leading, his ways, his directions. You begin to really know God. We begin to know his character and his voice. And when we walk in relationship with Jesus, we begin to know his leading. The closer we are to Jesus, the more we're going to experience the Holy Spirit. Because everything starts with Jesus. But you might be thinking and wondering right now, well, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he is a person, he is part of the Trinity. There is God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and then there is the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times, this is the one that we're a little unsure about. We're not really sure what he truly is. Well, he's a person. And sometimes we think, well, he's not as important because he's listed last. And that's not true. He's listed because he's special. And there's something special that he wants to do in your life. You see, when Jesus came down to earth, he came down as a man. He lived among us. He died on a cross. He was resurrected from the dead. And after he was resurrected for several days afterwards, he walked among his followers and really began to share with them how to live a godly life. What is it going to look like to live this out in your everyday life? But then it came to a point where he says, I now have to leave you. I'm going to have to go back up to heaven. And so I'm not going to be with you physically every single day. I'll be with you. But here Here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. He's going to be your helper, your counselor. He's going to be peace. He's going to guide you. He's going to empower you because Jesus never intended to leave you alone. We don't fully experience who God is if we haven't invited the Holy Spirit into our life and into our everyday walk and relationship. Have you ever been watching late at night on the television and you're scrolling through the different channels there and then you just happen upon an infomercial? And do you ever get sucked into the infomercials? You're just curious what they're trying to sell you. And it's very interesting on the infomercials because they'll just talk about how their product is going to solve every issue in your life. If you would just buy this one thing, you have the solution that you're looking for. And so all through this infomercial, they'll begin to explain how this product is going to do something miraculous for you. And then you get to the end of the infomercial and they're like, today for only $19.95, you can have this right now, one-time deal. It's gonna expire in five seconds. And you're like, I have to get it. And then you're at the end of it and you think the infomercial's over. And this is my favorite part of an infomercial. And then they'll say, but wait, there's more. They'll say, but wait, there's more. Now, for two for the price of one. Or they're going to give you extra benefits, or there's, there's extra accessories, or subscriptions that you can buy and you can be a part of. You see, with Jesus, he came down to earth, and then when we accept him, we get and he pays for our freedom and our future. He provides the hope we so desperately needed. But when we accept Jesus into our life and we ask him to lead our life, he says, but wait, there's more. 
Wait, there's more. Yes, I came and I died on a cross for you so that you could have eternal life, but it's more than just eternal life. Yes, we're thankful for that. And so we're glad that he did that and that we're gonna be in heaven with him one day. But we also have to have him here on earth. And he's saying, I gave you the Holy Spirit. There's more to this life. And if you would just accept him and walk with him and you would walk every day in relationship with him, he's gonna be able to empower you. There's another level of empowerment. There's another level of relationship that I want you to step into, but we just have to invite the Holy Spirit in. You see, the Holy Spirit is available and he's wanting to step into your life, but we must invite him in. And in so just a few moments, I want you to begin to prepare your heart because God is going to move at the end of this service. I believe it. We're going to have a moment of worship at the end so that we can respond to what the Spirit wants to do in your life. But it all starts with a relationship with Jesus. The second thing that we can do to walk in step is to walk in step with the Spirit. Walk in step with the Spirit. Verse 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. See, once we have a relationship with Jesus, we have access to the Holy Spirit. And Paul's inviting us not only to live by the Spirit, but to keep in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you and lead you and empower you every day. And as we walk in relationship with him, we begin to keep in step with him. There's a rhythm and a cadence to our relationship with the Holy Spirit. In the original language, this idea and this terminology that Paul uses of keep in step in this verse is really a word picture that he's giving them and the idea of soldiers who are in step and working together and following the lead of their commanding officer or their general. And, the, and when he uses this word picture, everybody from this community understands what he's talking about. Because at this time in history, the Roman Empire was vast and the Roman um, government ruled over this area. And so it is very likely that they had seen Roman armies, they had seen soldiers, they had seen guards. And at that time, the Roman army was appeared to be invincible, that no matter what you did, no enemy could stand against them because of how they worked together, how they were in sync, how they did things together. You see, armies practice. They practice drills over and over and over again. They practice exercises, they work together and they're practicing to keep in step and you'll see them drill outside and they're always following the lead of their commanding officer. And they do it over and over and it might seem repetitious, it might seem pointless, but here's the, the idea is that, that it becomes second nature so that the moment that the battle shows up, they get deployed, they're on the battlefield in that moment, they're not having to think about how do I do this step? How do I run this exercise? How do I run this drill? They're battle ready for that single moment. And that's what Paul is telling them and he's inviting this community is this idea of staying in step because there's gonna be a moment in everyone's life where you're gonna face a battle. A battle is gonna show up in your life. Maybe you haven't experienced yet, but at some point in your life, you're gonna experience a battle. Maybe it's one in your finances where you're struggling or maybe something attacks your marriage or your family or maybe your job situation changes or your business changes or maybe you get that diagnosis that you did not expect to happen. But see, when you're walking in step with the spirit, you're battle ready because then when that moment shows up, he's leading you, he's guiding you, you're not taken out, you're not caught off guard. He's there to walk before you, beside you, behind you and he's ready to face that battle for you. You see, a spirit-led life 
is a spirit-empowered life. And a spirit-led life is a battle-ready life. A spirit-led life is a battle-ready life. There are going to be battles that you're going to face, and you need to be ready for them. You need to be prepared for them. And that only happens when you walk in step with the spirit. See, a spirit-led life only happens when you have proximity and frequency with the Holy Spirit. It's not either or, it's both and. You have to have proximity and frequency. We need to be close to God often. We have to stay close and in rhythm and cadence with him. We have to keep in step. If the only time you experience God's presence is when you come to church every couple of weeks, you are not walking in step with the Spirit. You're not going to be able to do it because you don't have proximity and you don't have frequency. And sometimes we show up on the weekend and we're saying, Lord, I just need my fix so that I can feel good and walk through this week. But by Wednesday, it's gone because we need to keep in step with the spirit. It's about that proximity. It's about the frequency and the time that we spend with him in that cadence and in that rhythm. We have to invite the Holy Spirit into every single moment and every day of our life. And really it's about in those moments where you find a time throughout your week and you say, God, I just need you. And you invite him in. Lord, I just need you in this moment. Maybe it's on the drive to work or before you walk into a meeting or maybe before you have a conversation that you're going to have to have a crucial conversation with your kids and you say, God, I need your wisdom. But here's what's so important is that we also have to create a moment of silence so that we can hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Yes, invite him in, but then create that moment where you silence the distractions around you so he can whisper and he can speak to your heart. See, the enemy wants to distract you. Because if he can keep your life busy, if he can keep things running around in your head, if you don't silence the distractions, then the Holy Spirit can't speak. So some of us, what we need to do now and what we begin to practice is that we need to put the enemy on do not disturb. You've got to put the enemy on do not disturb. And you have to say, God, right now this is yours. And I'm just going to silence everything around me so that you speak. Because the Holy Spirit is always there. He's available. He's ready to speak. But when the things of our life are so loud that we can't even hear him, he, we don't get to hear the leading and we can't walk in step with him. We have to keep in step with the Spirit. If you give God enough space and time, he can move in your life. The last way that we can walk in step is to walk in God's power. Walk in God's power. It says in verse 25, since we live by the Spirit. See, in this verse, the idea of live, it's not about being alive. It's the idea that you are truly immersed and in living a Spirit-empowered life. It's not just about having closeness with the Holy Spirit. It's the idea that we are living and that he is all-encompassing in our life. And you literally walk in supernatural power. When you are living in the spirit, you are walking in God's power, not just his presence. Yes, there are moments we need God's presence in our life, but there are moments that we need God's power in our life. There are moments we need his power to work in our situation. And so there, when we walk in the spirit, when we're living in the spirit, here's what's available to you. You have capacity, power, ability, and authority that is not yours. It's available to you through Jesus. 
And so when we step into a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to walk in God's power because a spirit-led life is a spirit-empowered life. There's another level of empowerment that God wants you to walk in. When I was growing up, my all-time favorite Christmas gift I ever got, I was a little kid, I was in elementary school, was a Nintendo Entertainment System. I wanted one so bad. And one Christmas, my grandmother bought us a Nintendo Entertainment System. It was like the best day ever. And all of the millennials in the room, you know what it was like the moment you got your Nintendo System for the first time. It was just this amazing moment. And for all the Gen Zers in the room, I'm sorry you never experienced this. Oh my goodness. But my favorite game to play on the Nintendo system was Super Mario Brothers. All time favorite, loved it. And so as I was learning to play Super Mario Brothers, you're trying to figure out all the different levels that are there. How do you get to the end? How do you save the princess? You're working it all out. And then as you're starting to play the game, you begin to learn the tricks and the hidden powers that are in the game. Because when you first start playing, you start with little Mario right? He's a little guy and he's susceptible to anything and any enemy in the game. One wrong move, one wrong jump, and you're gone. You're over. But if you learn where some of the hidden things are, you can find the mushroom. And if you found the mushroom, then your little Mario becomes big Mario, right? And so then all of a sudden he's bigger. And when he runs against an enemy, he doesn't immediately get taken out, but he's still susceptible. But if you ever found the fire flower, oh, next level. Because all of a sudden, Mario is gonna flame up. He's on fire and he begins to run. Nothing can stop him. He's literally invincible for that moment because he has this additional power. And I think many times in our life, and we approach our relationships, our challenges, our life, and we're approaching them on our own, just like the little Mario. We're working so hard and trying to do everything in our own ability, our own determination, and our own hard work. And we're trying to do things in the natural that God intended to be fought in the spiritual. You're trying to fight something in the natural that God intended for you to fight in the supernatural. And he's there and he's whispering on the sideline and he's saying, would you just invite me in? Would you just invite me in? I'm available. I can give you another level of empowerment that you have yet to experience. I'm here. I have power that you can walk in and authority that you can walk in. But so many times we stand here and we say, well, we've got this. I've got this. And so we begin to tell ourselves, and we find ourselves in this place where we're saying, if I only had more time, or if I work just a little bit harder, or maybe if I'm the perfect parent or the perfect spouse, or I get my to-do list done today, or maybe if I could just earn more money or I could, I could get that promotion I was looking for, then everything's gonna be fixed. But see, nothing that you do, no amount of hard work or determination is going to fill that void in your heart and address the issues that you're facing because you're using the wrong weapons to win your battle. The Holy Spirit accomplishes what good deeds cannot. The Holy Spirit can accomplish what good deeds in your life cannot. And the Holy Spirit wants to be that power boost that you need so that you can face the battle that you're about to walk through. You see, every new journey with the Holy Spirit requires a step. And I really believe today that God wants to move 
All week I've been praying and just believing that he is here and available to you because there are people in this room. I know that you're fighting a battle. You feel like you keep running up against a wall no matter what you do, you can't break through. And today you're saying, I need a spiritual breakthrough. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your family. There's something that you're walking through, but God is here and he is available to you and he wants to move in your life. And so for just a few moments, we're gonna put the enemy on do not disturb. We're gonna put everything aside and I'm gonna invite you to stand. Just put aside the distractions for a moment. Cause see, I believe God wants to move in this place. And we're gonna step into a moment of worship because you see, in worship, that's how we can easily and quickly access the Holy Spirit is when we invite his presence in. But like I said, every new journey with the Holy Spirit requires a step. And so if today you say you need a spiritual breakthrough, that you're needing God to do something different in your life, you're saying, I can't walk out the same way I walked in. I keep walking in and I keep expecting to get the fix I need so I can make it through the week, but nothing's doing it. That's because you need to tap into the Holy Spirit. You need to go to another level. You need that empowerment from him. And so today I'm gonna invite you to take a step that you've never taken before. And so if you're needing a breakthrough in your life, I wanna invite you before we step into worship to take a bold step and come into this altar because God's gonna move. See, the next, when we need something new from God, he's gonna require something out of us first. And so I invite you, if you're needing that breakthrough, we're gonna step into worship in just a moment, but I invite you to the front and to lead us because we're going about to ask God to move in this place. And so as they're, they're stepping forward, I wanna invite everybody to close your eyes that you would lift your hands and that we would begin to invite the Holy Spirit in. God, we need you. Lord, that you would begin to come in. God, we invite your Holy Spirit. We invite you in this place, God. Lord, we ask that you move. You need to move in this place. Lord, we put everything else on do not disturb. God, we put everything else aside because we want to hear from you. God, we need spiritual breakthrough. We need another level of empowerment. And so we invite you into this place right now. Begin to just lift up your voice to him. Begin to worship. Begin to worship him and just say, God, I need you. Spirit, we invite you in. Oh Lord, that you would move today. God, that we would leave the different than the way that we came. Father, you are welcome in this place. Come and rest on us, God, that your spirit would move. Oh Father, we lift you up. We lift your name up. If you need a breakthrough, these altars are open, but we're gonna begin to worship and I invite you, press into what God has for you today because he has a spiritual breakthrough he wants to, you to receive.